Sometimes I wonder what it would be like if wearing your heart on your sleeve was a fashion statement. If it was in to be vincible, to be visible, to be honest, and to bear that truest, most authentic soul instead of keeping it all bottled up and small. To be real and to fall and to fail and to feel. If we branded and packaged it just so, could it sell? Could it save us all? That's a poem by Alex J. Brown talking about vulnerability. Vulnerability is defined as the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed, either physically or emotionally. And maybe that's why it's scary to be vulnerable, that not knowing how others are going to react to our honesty, regardless of our intentions of doing so. But vulnerability is also what I feel is lacking in society that has enabled malice and animosity to fester. And like the poem said, could it, could vulnerability really save us all? Welcome to the Liku Liku podcast. It ain't funny after all. It is the place where we discuss the deeper, less comfortable experience of being human. And we relate with one another to understand how to better live in a world that has stopped making sense. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Reality Bites with Amy D in collaboration with the Liku Liku podcast. It's me, Amy Dangin, together with my co-hosts, Alan Karu and Devi Kusardi. Hello. Hey, Alan. Hey, Amy. What's up, everybody? Hi, everyone. Yeah. Hello, everybody tuning in. And as always, we bring in topics that uh, has something to do with the less comfortable experiences of being human. And I experienced kind of a discomfort recently. And so tonight's topic is going to have to do with that, uh, with vulnerability. So I shared a video and uh, with the intention, a video like a reel, right, um, on social media, on Instagram. Um, it was just one of my vulnerable moments, I feel also. And I wanted to kind of share that with my audience, with a bigger audience, with people out there, with the intention to show um, that I can't be the only person feeling this way, right? Uh, and also to let others know who might be in the same boat that um, it's okay yeah. to feel vulnerable sometimes. You know, it, it, you don't always have to feel only or show only the high emotions or the brighter side of emotions, the brighter uh, spectrum of emotions, right? Like happy, joy, feeling blessed, feeling mm. gratitude. <laughs> yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I think also there's lack of acknowledgement and mm. therefore lack of courage or encouragement also to share the more vulnerable emotions. So I was just in those kind of moments. And so I shared a very short reel. I think it, the wordings in that video, short video, goes uh, something like, I don't know what I'm doing, but it feels worse. Um, but not doing it feels worse. Mm -hmm. And and for me, even in that kind of vulnerable moment, I felt like um, I wanted to also celebrate the fact that I acknowledged that, right? Right. It's basically, to put it shortly, I wasn't looking for sympathy, but... But apparently, a lot of people got the message that maybe that's what I needed when I came out like that. Mm. I don't know, maybe it was my face. I, I, I just woke up and kind of have that swollen, just, um, I just woke up kind of face. A, a friend pointed out that uh, I looked like I was, I just finished crying. Mm. <laughs> hint, hint, <Right>. Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> 
And uh, so I was, I, so I look back and like, yeah, maybe. But um, the, my point is that I didn't feel comfortable or rather comforted mm. when I saw messages saying stuff like, be strong, stay strong, or like, I'm here for you, or like, yeah. uh, life's like that. Sometimes, you know, like basically giving unsolicited advice. Mm. Um, there were one and very few in between where uh, mm. others also commented sharing their own experience of uh, facing difficulty or right. being in a tough spot in life currently. And, and I, I find that I appreciated those comments more. Yeah, and the ones, I would too. Yeah, yeah the, the ones telling me to be mm. strong or giving me advices that I didn't, because that was not what I was looking for. Mm. Yeah. So that kind of made me want to talk about how we as a society handle vulnerability, mm. right? And I noticed that it, it reminds me of the many uh, situations uh, mm. or events where it shows that we we really don't we feel uncomfortable almost when right. when someone is uh sharing or being vulnerable in an open space or in mm. public right yeah 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 what do you think about that i mean i i was also thinking about how i think it should come naturally for us to know how to react um, to fellow human beings who are maybe in pain or suffering or even being vulnerable. Mm. Like, I mean, we, we kind of like videos, right, of maybe uh, very young toddlers or babies comforting another toddler or a pet or an animal or an adult even who is in one of their down moments. Yeah. And we like those videos, right? Like, oh, we say, that so is so cute. cute. <laughs> But then, yeah. yeah, but when it happens in your life, I, I don't think we um, we talk enough about how we make it almost uncomfortable to be vulnerable in public mm. or out in the open. Yeah. 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 I think I remember the post and some of the comments and it just um, reminds me of what I did. I think it was just a few a few weeks back. Before mm-hmm. you posted that, I saw another person post about his or um, their, <laughs> let's just not have his or her, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, their condition. And then, so for me, like I saw so many comments, you know, so many love, so many like, oh, you know, I'm here for you and things like that. And uh, what I did and what I have been doing is that instead of saying I'm here for you in a comment, I would then just PM the person, right? Or if I know the number of that person, I would just directly message that person. So nobody needs to know that I'm actually uh, uh, lending out my hand, my helping hand. You don't need an audience, you mean? Yeah, yeah. offer genuine help. Yeah, yeah. Nobody yeah. has to be... What, what, what's the yeah. difference for you, uh, Devi? Like, what's the difference in intention? Just to clarify it for the audience, because we do have an audience for this. Mm. <laughs> right. I feel that it's easy to just say, uh, yeah, oh, sweetheart. And, you know, I, I used to be in the States and I get that a lot. People talk like that in California. Oh, sweetheart, poor thing like that. Like, oh, poor you. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Um, and it's common, like when people get sick, oh, poor you, poor thing, you know. Oh, sweetheart, I'm here for you. You know, but right? you don't, yeah. you don't really need to say it out loud in public or in a gathering when suddenly there's a gathering, you have to say it out like that. Like the real ones would be just like, oh man, shoot, I, f- I feel you. And then later on, they would say, hey, Debbie, later on when there's nobody, when there's no one around, right? At the end of the party or at the end of gathering, they would make time for me. So they would come up to me, you know, not expecting anything. Like I could just be like, oh, yeah, I don't I'm not in the mood to talk about it. But yeah, thanks for asking or thanks for talking to me. But I prefer those people that actually came up to me and in private 
you know, and trying to provide that safe space for me instead of like tagging on the bandwagon when there's a spotlight. Oh, spotlight's here. It's on social media. So I'm going to comment. Yeah, I'm here for you. Just give me a call. And there's almost you know? a tone of uh, sympathizing you when they say, oh, poor you. Like, oh, I feel yeah. one of the comments that I got in that uh, particular video that I mentioned mm. is uh, I feel like giving you a hug right now. Mm. And so what I got from that kind of messages is sympathy as opposed to empathy. I think what I what I would appreciate better, mm. right, is empathy, like um, relating instead of um, instead of wanting to rescue me, maybe empathy instead of sympathy, mm. um, acknowledgement maybe of how I'm feeling and, and that maybe, hey, did you feel it? I mean, have you ever feel like that? Felt too? that way, yeah. Yeah, felt this way mm. or am I the only one? And getting that, those kind of messages make me feel like I'm the only one. So it beats yeah. the purpose of sharing, sharing it in the first place. Mm. Yeah, totally. So it's yeah. basically they're saying, we're all doing good. But you're not, you. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. So we're going to, yeah, we're keeping an eye on you, you know, like. Mm. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. I'm here because I'm good. I'm here because yeah. I'm good. So so it's basically, it's it's condescending. In yeah. a way. Yes, that's <laughs> the word that I was looking for, condescending. So it's yeah. condescending, it's patronizing. It's like, I never get what you get. Because mm. I'm not like that. Mm. But it's okay. There are some people in the planet who are not just as well equipped as the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we're here. We're yeah. strong so enough. It has that colonialistic kind of yeah. thing, you know, where it's like you're you're whitewashing it. It's just like, yeah, th those kinds of things that you get is... It, doesn't really happen to strong people mm. right but but it's okay we we do have charitable ways of dealing with this <laughs> yeah yes. yes yeah like pity totally yeah right instead of yeah instead of authentic and genuine um concern maybe yeah and i i just want to spend a little bit of time here because you're saying sympathy and empathy and sometimes i think we just roll on with our discussions as if it's very clear what they are <laughs> and how different they are yeah. and i actually think that most people uh don't actually are, are not really familiar with how to recognize one from the other mm. in terms mm. of actual experience yeah it's difficult to explain what it feels like when you receive one versus the other so maybe you know, you're the queen of experiences, uh, Amy, so you, you could do that. But just from the, 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 the more definition kind of perspective, right, which is kind of my role here, uh, sim sympathy, it's basically somebody stays in their own shoes and they're trying to get to what it feels like to be you, but while being themselves. So they still have their own past, their own skin color, their own ethnicity, everything is mm. still them and they try to feel what it would like to, to, to be you. And, mm. and empathy, it's like going into your shoes. They're taking on your skin color, your ethnicity, your socioeconomic status, and they're feeling what you feel being you. Mm. And there's a whole world of difference in between those things. Because if I, if I use a very, very simple uh, example for uh, like if, if I'm talking to a, a friend who happens to be a woman and she's being cat cold on the street and I sympathize with her I cannot understand what she's going through because I'm mm. still being a man looking at the situation yeah mm. and therefore I will actually disregard whatever uh, situation she's going through and whatever is the the, the, the consequences in terms of feelings, emotions, and, and all that goes with it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and yeah, it's true. I don't think a lot of people um, know the difference. I mean, they're done in good intentions, right? I believe. Oh, yeah. All this. Is that so? <laughs> good intentions Not for who? Not sure. <laughs> yep. Up for discussion. <laughs> <laughs> The road to hell, yeah. right? The road to hell. I'm being the devil's advocate, right? I, I still believe in the good of mankind. It's just that it takes a few torturous roads before it gets to the straight and narrow. Yeah. And 
And uh, you were asking me also off air, Alan, like, what would I have preferred then, right? Mm -hmm. If, um, would I have preferred people not say anything over uh, comments like stay strong, be strong, or I'm here for you, but then they're never really there for you, you know, because you're getting com social media doesn't make it easier to <laughs> draw the lines, right? Of mm. who's being authentic with what they're saying in public. Or maybe they're just saying stuff to be seen by other people that they are someone who is empathetic because mm -hmm. that's a very popular character to, to, to have right now, right? <laughs> being empathetic. Um, so yeah, it's, it's very, it becomes very questionable. Mm -hmm. And so when you ask me that, I'm like, would I have preferred people not say anything at all than to say those kind of, um, what do you call those? Superficial? Superficial concern? Superficial mm. um, attention, right? Yeah. Very vague meaning of um, what being friends are like, being friends who are there for your friends when, they're, when they need you. I say I would have preferred that they don't say anything in public. You know, like like a heart would do, like just a, a love, yeah, a love, just a hard. care. You know, like Facebook made it easier now. Just a care would do. Then, 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 making that gesture that to show people, like, hey, I'm someone who cares about someone when they're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. I what I see in that is just that these kind of um, behaviors, right? It just makes me feel used. Mm. It's like you, somebody is basically down on the floor, mm. right? And you're that person and you basically are being used as a staircase for somebody to jump on so that they can feel higher about themselves mm. in yeah, public. Yeah, yeah. There's that, there is that sense of... Like, um, would we yeah. actually use a human mm. to climb on top of them, like in, in a piece of theater... Like, how comfortable would that be for somebody to physically step on somebody? Like, we should try that one day. <laughs> just just to good, see yeah. what kind of emotions that evokes. Yeah, I'm going to step on you to feel higher. Mm. Yeah. But with words, you see, like, we've developed words and suddenly, like, yeah, words are okay. We can use them whichever way we want. But what's mm. missing is the is the intention, you see, because if I relate that to... Uh, the, the words that have been spoken here about these comments, you know, mm. I'm here for you. Mm. Are you? Yeah. Will you be? Really? Like up to what level? Are you prepared mm. to actually walk the talk when you're saying those things? Are you going to yep. back it up with actually being here for me? Do you know what it takes for you to be here for me? Yeah. Are you able to do it on my terms? Because this is what I need. Not what you need in this moment. You gotta, you gotta wipe out all your expectations of what you think I need in this moment. It's about me. Mm. Are you able to do that? And the difference, right? And why, why I think we feel good when we see those videos that you mentioned with the toddler and uh, and uh, uh, the, the comforting, animals, right, yeah. who are mm. coming to comfort and whatever. We have to go back to the body at this point because the difference is. They have no words. Mm. A toddler mm. cannot sweet talk you in, in, into feeling good or whatever. They cannot make themselves look good. They don't even know what it's like to, to have an audience. Yeah. A dog, when it, when it sees that you're actually feeling down and all this, it just senses. There mm. are no words. Another dog is not going to feel so oh my God, this dog is so amazing because it just goes and says that he's going to be there for that person. Mm. Mm. They, they just don't have the ability to comprehend. And, and the thing with human beings is that because we have that ability to lie and manipulate, we see ourselves to be higher. But actually, it's not the case because those that don't have the words, they can only do one thing. Do it. Mm. Which means that they don't say, I'm going to be here for you the dog will actually come next to you and it will just snuggle Stay its there, head yeah. next to, to you and it's just going to be there. Yeah, yeah. The toddler no is, doesn't know what to do, but it just tries yeah. and then he just 
clumsily just goes and then he will try to be close to you or hug. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right. And the, the difference between the toddler and the dog, the dog, when you just say, shoo, go away, and the dog will go away and it will not take offense. Next time he was like, come on, doggy, doggy, it'll come back to you. Mm. <laughs> he won't mm. be like going throwing tantrum, right? So it comes to you with like no no expectations. Like the toddler mm. is like, no, 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 don't, I'm not feeling good. Because they come to you because they also want that uh, connection, right? That feeling that they're connected to you in this emotion, right? It reminds me of a but, quote yeah. that I also recently came across. You are what you do, not mm. what you say you're going to do. Yep, mm. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's uh, talking about vulnerability or being vulnerable on social media, right? Mm. But also even in real life, I feel, in reality, when it happens mm. in front of us. Uh, are we back we, to it? Like, is there is there a real life again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Social media is, yeah, I always say like, I feel like social media is a completely... An, different realm that I feel I, I'm still a toddler in. Like, I don't know how to conduct myself in there. Like, yeah, still learning how to live in there. But um, I mean, even in real life, when someone is being vulnerable in public, I've seen this happen many times. And a lot of the time, people just mm. freeze or like, bye, I'm not going to go there. Mm. <laughs> right? Mm. When someone cries, when someone breaks down, mm. Or even when someone just basically uncomfortable, um, um, uncomfortable or unfamiliar um, emotions, mm. yeah, or any other emotion that is not happy, joy, positive, mm. yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, difficult emotions, basically, right? Difficult, difficult emotions. to digest emotions. Yeah, and I just wanted to bring that up because mm. I want to ask the question. Um, even to our audience, right? To all of us, do we realize that? And and yeah, we must have talked about this in previous other episodes as well, right? Because mm. pretty much everything we talk about is interrelated. <laughs> mm. yeah. Um, but yeah, handling um the less comfortable emotions. Yeah. Like I said, I I feel like these things should have come naturally. Like treat others like how you want to be treated. So when, when you're having a hard time um, regulating yourself in public, mm. won't you want to be helped by another, another human being not ma instead of making it awkward and be ignored, mm. right? Yeah, I mean, um, do you have any um, such experiences that you, would, that you can relate to this? Um, and how would we have preferred to be helped in, that, in those kind of, difficult or vulnerable moments right yeah so so basically like for you uh going back a little bit to the post and the comments you said that you prefer if people people still react right you still want people to react but you don't you don't want to be ignored completely mm. you want people to react to your post right yeah yeah so so i it's, guess it's in, like yeah Yes. It's like, uh, do you see me? Do you hear me? What I'm saying? Are you, are you listening mm -hmm. to what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Do you yeah. even read the caption? Because the yeah. caption actually explains why I'm doing this. <laughs> right? Yeah. If you read the captions, you would understand. But anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, in, in real life, I guess, like, yeah, do not, uh, uh, you know, people often to, uh, people often uh, get into this awkward silence mode yeah for a while when when somebody is showing big emotions or showing expressing difficult emotions or difficult experience that's not just happy happy joy joy you know mm. it's like really authentically you know saying how uh, they feel or the the hardship that they've been going through you know with the death of loved ones or having a loved ones you know dying in a hospital, you know, that mm. kind of thing. And when that is being shared in a public space, people often uh, have this like weird silence. So yeah, I mean, I've, I've experienced, I've experienced that a few times. Mm. Yeah. And uh, one of the 
most recent and quite memorable experience is um, after I finished performing in a theater. Mm. So at the end of it, uh, we're still not finished. We're still there on stage. And it was uh, everybody's turn, the audience turn to participate and give feedbacks right, right there and then. So we're just uh, sitting on the stage in a row and just kind of interacting with the audience if they had questions and things like that. So during that time, and it was a full house, like the, the whole mm. theater was packed. And it was the last night, I think, yeah, it was our last show. And then there was someone um, in the audience who stood up and, you know, held the mic and she was shaking. I remember she was shaking. And then she just started, you know, relating to us how the performance made her, her feel, how, you know, it was so real and so intense. And then she got so emotional and that she has been having such a... Um, a difficult time the past especially because her mother was um well was on her deathbed basically in the hospital dying mm. of cancer mm. been struggling mm. with cancer for for months and how she felt so guilty like the guilt was so strong and how you know she could relate that to the to the story of the theater show, because there's a lot of that emotion as well, like guilt that someone has died. Right. Mm. So she was relating to that, like how guilty she felt that she was there uh, uh, watching, like in the theater instead of being next to her mom. But she also knew that she needed that space. She needed to just get away because she's been stuck for, for two days anyway. So she went on and on, right? You couldn't imagine she, 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 she spoke for a while. And so the audience was just dead silence. And the funny thing is what I noticed in the audience, like people weren't even looking up to where she was because she was sitting right in the corner. Wow. Right? Almost she like... was sitting up, up there in the corner and people on the middle mm. and the front was just like looking at us on stage. Like I would, if I were in the audience, I would have <laughs> actually, yeah, I would have actually like turned my my body my whole yeah, body to yeah. just like hey look at this um i want to see this woman who's speaking and crying and trembling right rather than just like kind of anyway it was uncomfortable but the most uncomfortable thing for me was the leader of the theater the choreographer uh at that time right so she was the leader of the team uh just kind of brush it off. It was like, oh, uh, uh, thank you for sharing. Anybody else have <laughs> feedback? Oh, no. <laughs> like, it was so awkward. And I, it, I, and I was just like, I remember, yeah, I remember feeling, having all kinds of mixed emotions. I remembered mm -hmm. wanting to just grab the mic, you know, from from the from her and like take charge you know <laughs> of the whole thing but I couldn't you know because I was just one of the performers and mm. I suppose I could but then I would make a huge scene and you know things were tense mm. so yeah I mean things like that happen like uh, you know all the time right in public spaces and and people just don't know how, how to, to react. react yeah and how to facilitate right? How to be mm. there for one another. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I'm, I, it's, it's totally memorable to me because that theater, the way we prepared for that, like the word therapeutic and therapy and this is therapy for us was like, you know, mentioned so many times, right? Mm. And yet right there and then when somebody is sharing and we were supposed to I felt like we were supposed to, it was our job to, to kind of like facilitate this person, right? In this collective space. And it didn't happen. What a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. So what you're saying that even, even in a space or community where we were supposed to know. Yeah. Supposedly be, be mindful, woke, right? <laughs> woke, awakened beings yeah. were supposed to be mindful of um, these yeah. things, this very subtle 
and and soft things. Mm. Um, even in that kind of community, even in that kind of space, these things are not being uh, addressed. How would I put not it? Not being addressed, addressed properly. Yeah, yeah. It was just being brushed off quickly and to next, you know. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Just, I think most people in the room were like, "Okay, I." Oh my God, what is she doing? She's cringing almost, right? When when people are being vulnerable, because yeah. I I get that kind of responses. I get that kind of reactions mm. when I'm being vulnerable. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I just, growing up, I just don't get why. I think that's why I also feel like I suffer from a lot of um, being ignored. Mm. Because I've, I feel like I've always been one of those who are more easily vulnerable, yeah, and honest with how I truly feel. Like when people ask me, "Hey, how are you doing?" and I would go straight honest with how I'm doing. Like, yeah, not so good. You know, I'm he- the the most that I can reply with is, "Yeah, head above water, mm. struggling, but I'm still trying to keep it, yeah, sane." Mm. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and I. I Almost maybe ninety percent of the time, I would get that kind of like, yeah, okay. I was just looking for, fine, what's up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of reactions, right? Right? right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's that's the thing. We just we just don't have time for anything or anyone. Oh yeah. We just we just live lives that are fully uh, self centered, mm. and even even the life that we're living that is self centered is, is not even in service of ourselves. Like it's it's in service of our ego and what we think our life should be, what yeah. we, we deem we're entitled to. Right. Uh, and it, it's a it's a tough mode to break. Mm. Seriously, like I'm you know I'm not sitting here preaching anyone. I'm just. Hoping that hopefully we can all go towards the same, uh, hopefully better direction, making a lot of mistakes mm. along the way, you know? Yeah. But, um, I mean, <laughs> I almost kind of wanted to suggest just now when you were talk- talking about this, this this story, you mm. know, it's like, should we just start a karaoke, you know, words and meaningless and forgettable? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. we always go go back to that that song, and I I don't pretend to understand why the Pesh Mode <laughs> wrote it the, the way that that they did, mm. right? Which is funny because the way that they express themselves is using words, and they're saying words are meaningless and forgettable. <laughs> but please buy my my CD, right? Right, Cause, right. Because it's full of meaningful words. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, just sarcasm uh, aside, you know, I I think that's the that's the 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 crux of mat of the matter, like when. When we express, what is it that we're looking for as human beings? Mm. I think that's kind of where we need to to go. Mm. And I'm not against words. Like words can be meaningful, but it, they they kind of have to be um, accompanied with an intention, mm. like a clear intention, not mm. something that is like half whatever you know, half baked, mm. half baked. Yes, mm. thank you. <laughs> Good save. <laughs> Because I always use the other one at home too. So. Yes. <laughs> so basically, right. what what's missing in that, and that's uh, that's basically because we didn't learn how to handle all these kinds of things. Mm. But the what's missing in in when we're doing all these things is we don't actually need to use the words. Mm. But what does need to come with the words if we do use them is some kind of bodily acknowledgement mm. so sometimes i've seen circles in which people are not saying anything they just like you know i'm not a talkative person i don't know how to do this but they just look you straight in the eye and they just nod mm. and i think you would see those kinds of things if you go to like aa meetings and yeah. NA yeah. meetings where people are kind yeah. of getting groomed to to tolerating other people suffering while also learning how to tolerating having other people witness their own suffering mm-hmm. in a public place. And and you you will get all sorts of people, I, I believe, like you you will get attention seekers as well. Yeah, yeah. Right? And that's gonna be handled because there's a group and it's not just, you know, two pairs of eyes. There's there's a collective that's happening at the moment. And I and I think what's the missed opportunity uh, <laughs> in this in this particular case, mm. is that there, there was an opportunity for this collective to actually witness the suffering, mm. and the person didn't want to 
have their problems solved or whatever. It's never been about that. Mm. But that's, but because we feel that we don't have the ability to solve another person's problem, we just don't Engage. do anything yeah. and we just ignore it, yeah. right? And we, we over-focus on our own discomfort in that moment, mm. right? And so we don't have the ability to realize that we're not in the center of the spotlight here. Mm. So, you know, what what I feel would have been uh, appropriate, and maybe we can go around table and just each share what, what could be done a little bit differently, not just in this case, but, you know, you have many, many uh, instances where people are just trying to share something. You're not the right kind of crowd. It's not in the right place for that kind of thing because they have no right place for that kind of thing. And therefore, it just come out, comes out completely randomly with the, the random kind of yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, it's been suppressed so long, right? I mean, in this yeah. mm. in this girl's case, I mean, she's been dealing with a mom who's who's struggling with cancer, and now she's about to pass on. She's just a few more days left. You know, that's what the doctors told her, right? So there's been a lot of suppression. If you have fifty people in the room. Mm. What is the likelihood that none of the other people has ever been exposed to cancer? Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, do we live in an era where cancer doesn't exist? Like, it's just the one thing, like, yeah. you know. Uncommon disease. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I, I still feel like ignoring sometimes is better than pity. Mm. I'll give the, the, the person who is handling that thing that much. Sometimes it's better to, to do that, to just like brush it off rather than just to give a, a whole lot of pity but mm. what i what i feel i could have done if i was somehow part of of, of this mm. um in in a leading role right not just being in the thing just basically say you know i do not know how to respond to that because your pain is your own and i'm touched that whatever we did in this performance actually brought this up in you because we're, we're not here to actually deny that these things exist in people. Mm. What we do on the stage is, is just a reenactment of what we're going on in our lives. There is pain. And it's not about uh, pretending that it doesn't exist, that it's just a play that we put on, on TV with fake actors and, and things like that. All of the stuff that we're talking about is real. And I'm really you know touched that, that this is what happened to you and that you were able to connect and we... We cannot really share your pain, but I want us to let you know that we're seeing it, you know. And sometimes you just want that, people yeah. who just like nod and just shake a little bit for a second mm. their head and just say, wow, that's tough. I don't know if I would, what I would do in that, in that scenario, you know, that that's, yeah. So the acknowledgement and not just with words, but with uh, some kind of expression for the body, you know, I think is good. Mm. Yeah, that I mean, that's yeah. much better than ignoring and completely. Mm. Okay, yeah. Oh, thank you for next. sharing that. Okay, next. <laughs> like she didn't completely ignored, but you know, there's a thank you. But from compared to what has been shared, you know, the thank you is just so menial. It's like it's meaningless. It's like, yep, thank you. Okay, great. Yeah it's, yeah, it's basically I didn't hear what you just said. Mm. Like yeah. my 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 mind just basically decided mm. that this was off yeah. topic, mm. so I'm not going to address it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly like that. Yeah, this is not the feedback that we expected, you know. Mm. So, but yeah. we're we're not here to bash people, so one yeah, thing yeah, that no, I no. would say is that like it's totally possible for somebody who 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 is in that kind of thing to just one time just like you think you got your stuff together but actually you don't in that moment and you you don't actually behave the way that you would like yourself to do mm. but but what we can't know right is that if this is us like i think we would have a process afterwards to go crap i i totally missed the opportunity right here right right yeah right yeah. and maybe so, after when the things break up you can go and talk to the person one to one yeah that's what i would have do we're going doing a round table right so that's what i would have done like you don't have to address it's too much to address so long this thing because it's it's an ongoing thing it's not gonna you're not gonna you can't you know the the person has already taken enough time to share about her her you know and she didn't plan to share 
She didn't struggle. plan to share and she was having a hard time to to speak, you know, like me right now, whenever whenever I need to explain myself. Mm. Mm. It's always a struggle and it takes longer because she wasn't planning on and then she got emotional. So it was kind of like, you know, went on and on. But she was already taking enough time. So I wouldn't take more time, right? But I would have said thank you so much. You know, really, really. And I would have, I would also like look at the other audience. It's like, yeah, thank you. You know, I would look at the other audience, kind of like bring mm. the energy towards that, that uh, girl who's in the corner and say, yeah, on behalf of my crew and, and everybody in this room, I want to thank you for sharing this. So you're bringing that collective energy. And then, so can, can you share your name? Because I would definitely love to have a moment with you, you know, backstage. You know, please, please come backstage if you have time. Please stay. I would really love to talk to you. That's what I would have said. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's and I guess it's not like people are people know what to do, mm. right? In these kind of situations. I, I mean, it's not that we are. How would I put it? Um, we are conscious about the way we feel about or react to other people's vulnerability or opening up of their difficult emotions. Like I think the 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 problem is that a lot of us really literally don't know what to do in those kind of moments, and so therefore we choose we'd rather choose to just okay ignore, don't go there. I wouldn't know what to do anyway, or mm. I don't know if I have the uh time or accountability to to actually make it happen if i say oh i'm here for you if you want to listen if you want to i'm here to listen to uh your problems if you have any of them you know and so um i feel like there needs to be uh more normalization education school almost like re visiting um, or reparenting of how to handle difficult emotions, of how to mm. handle vulnerability. And one of the one of those uh, events or spaces where I kind of learned how to do that was also in one of Liku's, Liku, Liku Liku's mm. oh, recent yeah. uh, workshop mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, with UMS, with a university with a group of university students. Mm. Yeah, that that very simple, practice of um mm -hmm. saying i see you i, I hear you, you yeah i feel you mm. i sense you mm -hmm. and that's okay those are very simple sentences mm. simple yeah. words right that that makes sense that you could understand anyone could understand even if you're a non-english speaking person mm -hmm. yeah. um uh, and and so important as well because I notice what I know one of the things that I noticed is that it was hard for people to um, to vibe mm. with those words mm. to feel those words for real to really um, to make sense of what to those embody, words mean. Yeah, yes, to that's make the word. it part of them <laughs> to embody. Mm. But they the did, right? You words. remember yes. during the workshop we did. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, we, did. we got them to repeat. I say, please repeat this many times. Please you know, partner work and then three by three and then two by two. And then everybody started to yeah, yeah. cry, <laughs> right? Almost everybody. They Almost were really everybody, feeling it. You know, there, there were there were some who were very tough, yeah. tough nuts to crack, <laughs> yeah. tough shells to crack as well. Uh, but yeah, I noticed that uh, some of, in some of the participants initially, mm -hmm. it was almost like a laughing act. They were laughing while doing it, uh -huh. like I, I see I you. See you. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. <laughs> yeah. So they were laughing at, at first, and then it, you know, a few a few rounds of doing that, and then you see mm. some of them when when the words so are like you said, start, uh, when we yeah. started to embody those most words, of yeah, them actually meaning of those words, the most feel, the sense yeah. of those words. Yeah, mm. and some of them started to break down. Yeah. I felt, I, I think I broke down as well. <laughs> it's not the words, mm. right? 
It's not the words. Yeah, yes, because you yes. you can say them without meaning. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm, I'm trying to say. Yeah. You yeah, exactly. If you if you really really connect different parts of your brain to to bring your history, your memory, your body sensations mm. together into one act, then you you can actually have those words in your mind and embody them without saying them, mm. and then they would carry the same meaning. But you cannot have just the words and not the embodiment because yeah. then they're completely empty. Yeah. And this is what people can sense because we, we have to remember that we didn't always have words. Mm. So we have a, a more ancient way of communicating, right? That's what people call body language nowadays, right? If people make a smile and it's fake, you can tell. Yes. Unless the person is actually a method actor, they're very good manipulators who, mm. you know, who are, have trained themselves or have been trained because of their childhood upbringing into displaying things that are not true. And you can become very, very good at it. And, and serial killers. And, <laughs> yeah, and bypass people's radars. Yes. But yes. we're naturally doing that. The thing is, we have been denaturing ourselves. Mm-hmm. And the example of the dog and the toddler just shows you that. Ah. Just, we have the ability to tolerate the discomfort and to be there for people. But yes. we have been training ourselves to do the opposite. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's that's where we, we, we need to go because our, our past is what tells us how we're going to react into certain situations. Mm. Because... The way that certain situations were handled in our environment taught us how to handle those same things. And we never actually think about it. We think that, oh, it's just how it is. Mm. And sometimes you, you actually go into a different community and they don't, they don't handle it the same way. And suddenly you're weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and it has to take a certain level of discomfort for us to realize like, oh, shoot, I'm the weird one here now. Mm. And, and that's when growth can actually happen because mm-hmm. if you go into a community where people are able to naturally do the, these things, mm. then you stand out. Right. 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 But just something that popped up in, in my head as well is for anybody who's interested in those kinds of things, you can check out uh, something that I learned from, uh, from Devi actually a, a while back when we were doing Tacket. Mm. Um, there's, there's a, it's not really, it is, a, it is a performance, but it's not really a performance, right? It's what uh, people call a social practice. Yeah, participatory. By uh, Marina Abramovich. Mm-hmm. And it's called The Artist is Present. Mm. And for most people, they will just think like, this is ridiculous. Like, I don't really see what is the, the feat in doing what she's doing. She's just sitting on a chair for X hours a day, mm. the, the entire time that the MoMA, the, the Museum of Modern Arts in uh, New York, is it? Mm-hmm. Yes. I can sit on a chair for whatever hours and I don't think that Staring at people. would be difficult. Yes. But the thing is, every time somebody sits in the chair in front of her, she has to be 100% present. Mm. Mm. The artist is present is not like you're turning on your job, but the whole time you're showing up at your job because you find your job to be boring. Mm. You're thinking about your girlfriend, what you're going to go buy for dinner, mm. what you want for your birthday, what your next uh, salary uh, upgrade should be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, latest gossip in town. That is not being present. Right. 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 But she makes that effort to be on that chair and just to sit present for as long as the person wants Mm. and then eventually the person goes and another person and she has to repeat that cycle for like how many months Mm. can't remember eight to ten hours a day and and she's she's a pretty extreme kind of artist so she has done a lot of extreme things in the world of of art she's not just the, the painter kind of person Right. Mm. And I think in, in her own words, she said that it, it was one of the hardest things she's ever done. Mm. Definitely. I mean, to be there. most of us can barely be present for <laughs> two minutes for, yeah. for anything in our life, especially with today's world, right? With today's era of so many distractions. Yeah. Definitely. Tough job. Yeah. And just, just one thing, the, yeah. the giggling part. Where you were saying, I think is a very common thing to happen in Asia. I don't want to go into the hashtags again, right? <laughs> but you remember there's one time I told you that in Japan, 
when somebody laughs, mm. it's actually a proof of discomfort. They're being embarrassed. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And isn't that the same thing that happens? Yeah. When you actually People have are... to look for somebody for, yeah. for more than five seconds right in the in the eye, mm. it becomes uncomfortable after half a second. Yeah, yeah. And I know people who um, would stop want to hang out with me <laughs> if if the laughing stops. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, she's not funny anymore. I want Auntie Patrin. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or or if I don't respond to them laughing at mm. vulnerable moments, you know, like I know so many people who would laugh or, or make a joke out of vulnerable moments when someone's being vulnerable mm. and it being it it's it gets turned around as something that is funny. Right. You know, make make a light moment out of vulnerable moments. Yeah. You know, and if you don't respond to that, then, then like, I, I can't be here. So, like, I mean, maybe, well, not maybe. It It is because of having learned what I've been learning, especially in the last couple of years in therapy, right? Mm. Learning about trauma, learning about... Um, how to better handle um, vulnerable vulnerability mm. in our lives, the, the the less comfortable experiences of being human. Right. Right? Mindfulness. Yeah. So it, <laughs> Embodiment. This is how I, yeah. <laughs> yes. So this is how I know that, yeah, this person is just, there's a lot of um, discomfort that they're going through in their life that they don't want to acknowledge or don't want to, visit don't want to process mm. even or work on right and I, I feel like there's so much struggle there I mean I feel like oh mm. that's a lot of pain but then again yeah you can only do so much when it's not the person themselves who want to yeah. do anything about yeah. it right yep. yeah. yeah so do we just go one round for a takeaway and then wrap it up maybe mm. yep. yeah what's yeah. your takeaway Amy um, yeah. <laughs> well, normalize vulnerability. You know, you don't need to sympathize. You don't need to pity someone who, who's being vulnerable. Just be there. Be be human. Be a fellow mm. human being, holding space for another. Because we've all been there. It's it's the only way we could be um, living a full life, right? I mean, I believe that. It's just whether or not you admit it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that would be it. Yeah. Normalize vulnerability. And and it's it's okay to be vulnerable. For those people who have mm. felt like a weirdo mm. for being vulnerable and then no one in the room knew how to react. <laughs> I see you. I yeah, hear I you. you. <laughs> I feel you. Because I've been and there too. Okay. And, and it's okay. And the only way we could... We could normalize mm. it. The only way we could make it um, um, a better world for humans to just be humans is that we don't let those kind of um, ignorance to discourage us from being true to how we feel, true to ourselves. Mm. Your takeaway, Devi? Yeah. How about you? Um, uh, wow. Which one? Uh, okay, wait. Um just one really really singular <laughs> one takeaway okay uh really really think about the suffering of others like think about it it takes like just two seconds mm. like okay what is this person feeling and then realize that this suffering is um usually this any suffering there's a, um, how do you say, there's this feeling of alienation. Mm. Mm. If if no one acknowledging it is not enough. Like, yeah, yeah, I hear you. No, but I, I sense you. I, I have felt that way before. Mm. It's the feeling, it's the letting, um, it's the, it's letting, sorry. Uh, mm. It's letting the person know that they're not alone, right? In the most authentic way possible mm. so i think those two things yeah. like really understand the yeah. person's suffering take a pause what is this person going through and then letting the person know that he or she is not alone but not just by you know writing on the comments if you know the person 
then directly send a send a text message or or um or call the person you know with no expectation so even if the person mm. reject your uh offer to help it's it's okay i see you i hear you i feel you and it's okay and we leave it at that it's okay and i think that's the the message that we really need to put out there loud and clear i'm not here with a solution I'm not here trying to be a hero, mm. but I am truly here. And that's why I'm personally texting you. I'm truly here. I'm not just commenting on, mm. you know, hey, darling, I'm here. You know, anytime mm. you can call me. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, my number, call me. Mm. I'm in pain. You want to reach out? Call me. Mm. Come to the house. Yeah, come to the house, the person's house, if you really, really want to help, right? Mm. go meet that person you have yeah, time yeah. don't say you don't have time if you don't have time then don't offer <laughs> don't say that you're there because you're not there you just say hey i really want to help but man i really i'm overwhelmed i don't have time right now and i feel that that's powerful too because now you're letting the person know it's like hey i'm overwhelmed too you're not alone mm. right it's It's better than so, complete yeah. ignorance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or pretending, right, that that I'm here, but mm, yeah. are you really? Superficial. Are you really there for me? Being there for yeah. you. <laughs> How about you, Alan? What's your takeaway? Yeah, I think what I heard before is like we, we can we can say uh, people want to feel seen. Mm. But uh, Daniel Siegel actually got one from um, one of his uh Clients, I think, mm. who said something that was even better, I think more relevant, is that sometimes you can feel felt. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's that sounds woo-woo, right? But that's because the words that we have don't really describe, they don't do it justice mm. to what the feeling is like. Mm. And, and most of us haven't really yeah. experienced that. So we don't know what it is, and then for, therefore we discard it as, it as if it doesn't exist, but that's not true. And uh, the, the, the real thing is that if we don't have the space and the capacity to be there for another person, mm. that's because we have our own challenges that we haven't looked at. Mm -hmm. But we, yep. A lot of people's problems is the inability to emotionally regulate. Oh. And no, no one is mm -hmm. um, you know, free of that problem. It's just a matter of level and depth uh, of what you have. So yeah. you really ought to owe it to ourselves to actually dig deeper into that and just really the skills that we need to learn they're not all going to be about how you're going to be a better engineer a better this a better that it's mm -hmm. just like go back to the roots of what it's like to be a human being yeah because i think we forgot that and really and you know when we talk about trauma work and all this this is this is what it's like it's like Are you able to tolerate your emotions and do you have the right kind of tools to be able to do that? Mm. And then once you expand beyond that, then you're going to create better, better relationships by actually having more space for other than just yourself. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Right? So I think that's important. And, and I think maybe it's my role to do the disclaimer. Like none of this is, you know, a replacement for you, for you to actually get help if you find yourself to be in that situation in which no one hears your words. Mm. the way the the way that you want them to be heard and the, what they actually mean in terms of reaching out mm. yeah right like we we live in a society that is we didn't need a pandemic to feel isolated right. we we already felt isolated way before that that's just right. put it to the next level mm. right so just consider that you know we we are trying to bring this uh dialogue to to understand what it is to, so that it becomes normal to talk about these things but it's not really a replacement for the work being done mm, right. definitely yeah. right yeah so hopefully those of you who tuned into this episode um felt seen and we we about the video felt 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 <laughs> <laughs> felt seen. heard felt sensed I as well i feel seen you know that's That's some of the common responses that I that I see now in the comments on social media. Also, yeah, nice. When it comes to social media influencers or content creators sharing about life's vulnerabilities, uh, so it's good. People are learning how to use those words, and and I hope 
um, it's something that we continue to work on, right? Authentic relating, thinking, right? So thank you all. Thank you, Alan, for sharing your insights. Thank you, Devi, for sharing your insights. And yeah, thank, thank you, you, all of us. Thank Good you, job, all you. of us, for uh, sharing our experiences as well. Being vulnerable mm. uh, does not have to be weird. Mm. That's what we're saying, basically. And hopefully you guys and gals and everybody listening in can relate to that, too. Um, yeah, so... Do stay open, stay curious, and uh, stay um, mindful of each other's feelings. Until the next episode, this is Liku Liku, Liku out. out.